0: Welcome back to the Underground Football Podcast, a show where we talk about anything and everything NFL football from underground. Alongside my co-host Jack Priller, I'm Mike Maynard, and let's jump right into it. Today we're going to be previewing uh, two more AFC East teams, the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. We did the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins in the last episode. So we'll clear out the AFC East here. Um, So yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, So Priller, how are we feeling today?
1: You know, Mike, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm kind of just ready to talk about these teams. I'm kind of interested. It's going to be an interesting topic to talk about. Maybe maybe the weaker teams in the division this year. So, yeah, I'm really just excited to kind of get tearing apart these teams and
0: looking to them. Yeah, isn't that interesting? We're calling the Patriots one of the weaker teams. I mean, obviously, last like two years, Patriots have struggled a little bit, but we're going to start with them. We're going to start with the New England Patriots. Maybe not a bad two years, but um, compared to the standard they were used to with. Tom Brady um, at the helm, maybe a little bit of two down years, but I think we'll get into why we're a little bit, um, you know, we still have optimism about these uh, 2022 New England Patriots. So to jump in, we'll start with the 2021 Patriots. So the Patriots obviously weren't able to have the season that they were looking for last year. Um, they went 10 and 7 in the regular season, which not bad, only um, one game behind their division rival, the Buffalo Bills. Um, but unable to get far into the playoffs, and um, were uh, defeated 17 to 47 by those Buffalo Bills. So you're not really happy with that season, Bill Belichick. You know he's he's you know that type of guy that really wants to win Super Bowls or nothing. So he's going to be looking to improve on that. And yeah, I guess we'll jump into what the draft class looked like for the Patriots this past um, rookie draft. The first round took a guard out of Tennessee Chattanooga, Cole Strange. An interesting first round pick um, around the league, but we'll get into him uh, later. Um, And I think mainly your other really guy that might get some playing time year one is Tyquan Thornton the wide receiver out of Baylor in the second round who ran a um um the fastest 40-yard dash time out of all the rookies this year so we'll get into them in a little bit when we'll uh go position by position but um we'll go over the um transactions the trades that the Patriots have made this off-season as well um obviously you know, we won't get into last year, but trading away Stephon Gilmore was the last trade of this past season, um, which we'll get into the cornerbacks as well, but that's that's a rough one there to, to touch on. But to start this offseason, the Patriots traded Chase Winovich away to the Cleveland Browns for linebacker Mac Wilson. Um, on the same day, they traded away Shaq Mason, the guard, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a fifth round pick the 170th fifth round pick um which they ended up trading i believe later on um then traded away a third round pick for Devonte parker the wide receiver from the miami dolphins and a fifth round pick traded away jarrett stidham the quarterback backing up mac jones and a seventh round pick for a sixth round pick and the most recent trade was trading away Nikhil harry who Really, just couldn't make the most of his time in New England for a 2024 seventh-round pick. Um, we'll touch on free agency really quick. Few, few moves that happened, Few um, additions. Few losses here in free agency to touch on. Obviously, the big one: J.C. Jackson, the cornerback, um, moving on from his New England tenure career and going to the Los Angeles Chargers, getting a five-year, 82.5 million dollar deal. The Patriots just weren't willing to pay that. Bill Belichick's not that type of guy It's going to pay a corner that much money. So he ends up moving on, and um, you lose Kyle Van Noy also on that defense to those Los Angeles Chargers. But, you know, as for any other really big losses, I don't think there are any huge names that you're looking at that are... Super um, important to your team. I think you can have success with the guys you have and they brought in a few guys as well I think Jabril Peppers coming from the New York Giants will be a nice addition. We'll talk about him in a little bit Um, And you re-signed a a couple guys like Trent Brown um, Your right tackle Juwan Bentley at middle linebacker. So I think you know this team didn't have a crazy offseason like a lot of these other AFC teams did but I think when we get into their roster, like we will right now, um, you know, we'll see that they aren't—they aren't not competing with the rest of these AFC teams. So, to jump into the position-by-position position, um, analysis that we have here, we'll start with the quarterback position. Obviously, um, led this team, led by Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama, taking taken last year as a or last year was his rookie season. Uh, taken in the first round the 15th overall pick I'd say he had a pretty good start to his career you know I think he's the best quarterback that came out um, of this past draft he you know was the most pro ready even before the draft had happened so we kind of knew that he would be the most you know polished guy coming out but you know we'll see if he can still make those improvements he was known for being more of You know, you know what you're going to get out of Mac Jones already, where a lot of those other guys, like a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance, they were more, you know, boom or bust type like athletic projects. So Mac Jones has been super solid his first um, season in the league, and we'll see if he can improve on that. But super solid, maybe not the most mobile guy, maybe not the biggest arm, but, you know, solid in every facet of the game. And, um, you know, he led the Patriots to the playoffs last year, which, you know, you can't ask for much more out of a rookie quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think Mac Jones honestly was kind of exactly what Bill Belichick was hoping for, just someone who could just step in and just do what he wanted him to do. Mac Jones came in, he played his role. I think Bill Belichick couldn't have hoped for something better. I mean, he Mac really em- embraced the franchise. He really he really just wanted to be in that that mindset. He basically that Bill Belichick just kind of gave him the reins, gave him the book. Mac took the book and he did what he was supposed to do. And I mean, it's been successful. He's been successful, like you were saying. I mean, he's been a honestly arguably yes, a great rookie QB. I mean, you you don't you don't ask for more than just getting to the playoffs with your rookie QB. And Mac did that for them. So I think with his like what he brings to the table, like his accuracy and stuff like that, and how he he reads the field, I think that's just perfect for this Patriots team. Now, like we we're gonna get into it with their wide receivers, but he kind of makes the best of what he has. And I think that's just kind of important to be
0: have while you're a quarterback. Yeah, I think Mac Jones came into a little bit of a tough situation. Um, you know, I mean, the pressure, obviously, from being the, the predecessor to um, Tom Brady, obviously, you know, trying to replicate what he's done. I mean, not many people, if anybody, is going to be capable of doing that. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure there, but also just – The rough situation that he came into with his, you know, fellow teammates not really having a great year without him. So, you know, with Cam Newton in there uh, with the Patriots in 2020, that season, you know, did not go as planned. Not making the playoffs and getting, obviously, the 15th overall pick to get Mac Jones. Um but, you know, the wide receivers weren't really there. Um, the weapons all around on the offense weren't really there. You had the good defense, but I think that offense really struggled the year before Mac Jones came in in 2020. And, you know, he came in with not a ton of new additions and not a ton of new weapons to use. And still, you know, had a way better season than, you know, Cam Newton did in his uh, his one season with the Patriots so I think it's impressive that Mac Jones is able to come in rookie um, season as well and be able to you know bring a team to the playoffs so um, yeah nothing but good things to say about Mac Jones room to improve as well um, so you know we'll see how he can do in his second season with the team and with you know how we'll go over some some new additions and some new weapons to use on this offense
1: yeah I mean Mac Mac is that guy stepped in and i mean he has done his role but i mean like don't don't just give him that i mean he's amazing at doing his stuff. i mean throwing uh 3800 yards this season that's pretty impressive coming out as a rookie and also being tied for 19th place or i mean for 14th place of 22 22 tds i mean that's pretty impressive coming in as a rookie i mean uh with him doing what he was able to do with some of these uh receivers last year it's pretty impressive And even with that one game that they played up in uh, Buffalo with the snow game or in New New England with the snow game where he only threw like two passes or whatever it was, um, it's still really impressive to see someone like him come in and almost throw 4,000 yards.
0: Yeah, nothing but good things to say about Mac Jones. And uh, we'll see how he can do with his his new additions to the team, which we'll start to get into here um, with the running back room. Well, I should touch on really quick before we move on. The backup quarterbacks, um, Brian Hoyer and Bailey Zapp. You know, neither one of these guys are probably going to get a ton of playing time. Bailey Zapp was a fourth-round pick this year, so you never know. But um, I would say this is Mac Jones' team. Um, you know, until until other things arise, I would say Mac Jones has this team, and uh, he'll be the starter for this entire season. So we'll move on to the um, running back room, headlined by... I guess I would say number one running back being Damian Harris. I mean, it got a little bit iffy down the road. He was obviously the starter week one and, you know, got the most carries, got the most, um, you know, touches overall. But I think, you know, you have a couple guys here. You have Damian Harris, obviously, but you have Ramondre Stevenson, the rookie last year, um, fourth-round pick, kind of showed that maybe he should be deserving some touches in this offense. Um, And you have James White, obviously, who's kind of your pass-catching back, had that really, really good connection with Tom Brady, and maybe didn't show necessarily exactly what he had with Tom Brady with uh, Mac Jones, but, you know, James White is your guy to get the ball to out of the backfield in those short uh, passing games, and he's able to run routes really, really well as a as a running Mac. Um, and then you draft Pierre Strong in the fourth round, who's going to be also, you know, in that little battle for... Um, for getting some carries. So we've talked about the Bills and the Dolphins now. We're hopping into the Patriots, and all three of these teams really kind of have that running back by committee um, with a couple guys that are going to be not demanding carries, but, you know, just they got weapons, and they got guys that have different skill sets and can get the ball and do, you know, different things and help the team win in different ways. Hold on. What the hell just happened?
1: <laughs> All right, hold on. Can you
0: say what you just said? My God, totally missed. No, 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 no. We're, you're good. So I'll hop. I'll hop into Damian Harris. Damian Harris, obviously, um, starting running back this past season. He did really well. He had um, tied for the second most touchdowns. So getting the ball a lot on the goal line, those short um, yardage situations. Really, um, you know, strong, powerful back, but also has the speed to break away um, from defenders. Only 25 years old. So a nice young guy to um you know lead this running back room into the season he had 929 yards almost got to that thousand yard mark but i think damien harris the one um not issue not problem but the one thing that you're thinking you know he could improve on is maybe his pass catching ability um but you have these other guys in here to do that so i think damien harris super solid running back one um he's going to be great at breaking tackles great at even just getting extra yards and um, he has that speed to break away from defenders and break one for a long touchdown. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you kind
1: of kind of talked about all the points that I wanted to say, but just kind of reiterating it, Damian Harris is kind of like their workhorse back. I mean, 202 attempts this season. That's, that's quite a lot. And most of those attempts were honestly in the front half of the season when he was getting, to, I mean, first game of the season, 23 touches. I mean, that's kind of insane for a running back, but, he is that workhorse back, and I mean, obviously, his touchdowns say what he can do. I mean, in the red zone, this man can just just run through holes and get to that red zone. I mean, into that end zone. So, I mean, he's no, he's no, um, what's it called? What, what's the word I'm looking for? He the red the end zone is kind of a familiar place to Damian Harris. He likes to get in there, and so with that being said, I mean with his couple games where, I mean, 23 carries, 16 carries, 14 carries, 18 – I mean, like, he is that workhorse back. You say, like I don't know if he was injured for a few of these first half games where he got six and four carries. He is that workhorse back that New England likes, and I think that New England is kind of that punch the football down your throat type of team and will run the ball all day on you. So I feel like that's just perfect for Damian Harris, and that's why he's successful in the system.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I love Damian Harris, but I'd also like to touch on his – I guess, back up to start. I mean, we'll see how it goes, but I definitely think Ramond J. Stevenson, um, last year's rookie running back out of Oklahoma, um, really showed flashes on why he definitely could be putting in um, definitely the, the work needed to be the starting running back. Um, you know, 606 yards, five touchdowns on the ground, but he's a little bit more of your... Um, He's a little bit better in the pass-catching game and a little bit shiftier. I think the two of them kind of have that, that thunder and lightning a little bit. I think Ramondre Stevenson's a little bit shiftier. Maybe he doesn't have that breakaway speed that Damian Harris has, but he's a little bit shiftier in the short game and just trying to, um, you know, put a juke or something to get around a defender. And I think Damian Harris is more of your just run right through a guy with that speed and that power. So these guys complement each other well. Um, But I think Ramondre Stevenson definitely is an interesting guy to see if he gets a little bit more of a role here in this upcoming season Um, coming up here as the second string, you know, to start. But I think there's definitely a place for him in this offense and we could really see him improve on his game from last year and get even more touches.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is a really interesting character. I mean, I was just like kind of looking at some of the previous games that they had. Uh, the game where they where they ran the ball a bunch, uh, against the Bills in that, that very cold, snowy game. They actually Damian Harris only got ten of those carries. Uh Ramondre actually got twenty four carries that game. So I mean like he shows glimpses of being that workhorse back that I think Bill Belichick kind of hoped he would be. And I think him being that I mean, kind of is setting up our nice little like one two punch with these two guys. I mean, as you mentioned, like Damian Harris kinda has that, that breakaway and he'll punch you in the face. But like Ramondre Stevenson is no there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's, slouch. he's, he's, yeah, he's no slouch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He, he's, he can still do, he can still be that workhorse. He can still put up those yards that you're wanting. He's, he's not a bad backup to Damian Harris.
0: Yeah. I, I love the one, two punch there. I think, you know, we're, I'm going to get into it in a second here, but we're looking at a team that kind of has a, a solidified one and two at the moment. And then these next two guys are kind of um they're gonna have a role like these both both of these guys are probably gonna have a role here um or be competing for one role together possibly now i'll get into it right now so you have james white and pierre strong jr Um uh, pierre strong jr the rookie out of south dakota state fourth round pick um in this this year's draft um i think both of these guys are kind of your pass catchers just the specialists at pass catching so I touched a little bit on how Ramondre is a little bit better of a um, receiving back than like a Damian Harris, but I think that on third um, third and long, third and ten, third and eight, whatever you're looking at, the other team knows you're passing, you're going to bring in a guy like James White or Pierre Strong. Now, they might not get a ton of, um, you know, rushing capability, a ton of rushing attempts, a ton of work um, in the ground game, but they're those guys that can get open in that short pass game coming out of the backfield. Um, and, you know, James White, obviously more of the veteran type. He's 30 years old. He's been doing it with Tom Brady. And now, you know, he hasn't really had a much of a chance with, with Mac Jones, only playing three games this past season. But you've seen um, James White get 87 receptions in a season, 72 receptions in a season, 60 receptions in a season. So this guy can definitely, um, you know, catch the ball obviously really well he's great route runner out of the backfield but you know split him out wide put him um and get a linebacker on him he's shifty now i don't think that james white is a great um tackle breaker necessarily i think if you're looking at most of the running backs in this league i think james white is at the very very bottom of um you know break tackle ability but i think james white does have a valuable role in um, in what he does and that is just being that that scat back out of the backfield to to just catch passes so um i think james white and Pierre strong um will both have a role in this offense maybe be competing for the same role but one of the two is gonna get some work in the uh in the third down you know running back role
1: yeah i, th- I think you're 100 percent agreement with that um james white does have a concern with that like he, i think he he's been pretty injury prone lately. So I think Pierre probably will honestly get that job where he kind of is that like third down back. But I think James White still does offer a, a – def- he's definitely a valuable asset when it, to the New England Patriots. And so it would be kind of interesting to see Pierre kind of take over that job.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, and now we're talking about receiving backs. Let's hop into the wide receiving uh, core here for the New England Patriots. Um, I think this is one of the deeper wide receiver groups that we've seen. Um you know, the Dolphins and the Bills kind of have their superstars at the top, and, you know, it's a it's a pretty steep drop-off after them, where here with the Patriots, you don't necessarily have your clear number one or clear number one and two um, guys here. Uh, I think Devontae Parker, the addition from the Miami Dolphins, will probably end up being your quote-unquote number one receiver, but, I mean, we've seen Bill Belichick, uh, you know, the past couple of years, ever since Julian Edelman has kind of been dealing with injuries and has now obviously retired. Um, you know, there's been multiple guys that have been getting work in the passing game, and it's not really one or two guys. So I think that'll be similar this season. I don't think there'll be a wide receiver one. I think when you're looking at the, uh, the wide receivers on the New England Patriots for like a fantasy football aspect not not necessarily too excited about any of these guys um for that just because <laughs> you know they're going to be switching in and out so let's hop into who we have in this depth chart so um like i said i'm thinking Devonte parker is necessarily going to be your number one um if you can call it that your number one wide receiver uh for the miami dolphins uh and then you got the guys jacoby myers um he's been here for you know his whole career so far um fourth season in the league 25 years old he's been able to put up pretty decent numbers um he's kind of your short short route guy not very fast um but can get open underneath kind of like your Julian Edelman type um you have Kendrick Bourne from the San Francisco 49ers last year was his first year with the Patriots 27 year old wide receiver um in his sixth season and you know he also was able to put up pretty good numbers this past year I mean these guys kind of dealt with the same situation last year where they were all kind of getting you know, getting their own workload, um, and you know each one of them was able to kind of make do with what they had. So um, Kendrick Bourne's another guy, and then you have Nelson Aguilar from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles last season as well. For him, was the first season with the New England Patriots, first round pick back in 2015. Um, had a down year this past year with the Patriots, but um, you know he has his own role in this offense, and um, you know we'll we'll still see him getting you know, action. And then um, I'll just touch on one more, and that being Tyquan Thornton, the rookie second-round pick out of Baylor. Um, I touched on it earlier, but he ran the fastest 40-yard dash time out of all the rookies in this uh, past year's class, so obviously has that speed aspect to him, but we'll see how he can, uh, how he can do this upcoming season. So, um, Jack, what do you think about uh, the uh, Patriots wide-receiving core here?
1: So yeah, I think you're kind of giving them a little bit more than they deserve. They're kind of like a mediocre group. Definitely when it comes to like talking about this AFC uh the AFC division, basically is what I'm saying. They they really aren't like the strongest group wide receiver group in the AFC. And I mean they all do they all they all do their job well and they all they all can get their touches in, but like you you, you know obviously what you were saying earlier is like you, you don't know who that clear number one person is. And that's what I'm kind of looking for this this season right now. I'm trying to see who's going to be Mac Jones' number one target. I want to see who's going to take take that step and he's going to step up and he's going to be that superstar that the Patriots kind of need. They kind of need that that higher superstar kind of presence on this receiving court so that people don't think that these people are jokes. So I really think that one of these people that you mentioned earlier needs to step up and needs to really take it to the next level this season. And I that, that the rookie that they drafted this year, it will, be, it will be interesting seeing him get on the field with his speed. And I don't know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really know if the Patriots have seen like speed like how Tyquan has. And it should be interesting to see how Bill Belichick kind of uses that speed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I do want to point out, I tend to disagree with the whole needing a, a wide receiver one. Now, for a lot of teams, it's going to be super, super valuable to have that number, wide, number one wide receiver. Um, we talked about the Bills having Stephon Diggs. We talked about the Dolphins having Tyreek Hill. You know, Angel and Waddle, but I think Bill Belichick's been able to show that he's capable of fielding a pretty, pretty solid team that can win Super Bowls even with, you know, not like terrible receiving uh, groups, but like lackluster, you know, number one wide receivers. You know, if Julian Edelman's your number one receiver and he's, you know, a quarterback coming out of college, you don't really have your alpha number one wide receiver like a lot of these other teams usually do. Now, I mean, Tom Brady had Randy Moss for what, one season? So, I mean, that's like your one time that the Patriots have really had that like really, really, you know, top dog wide receiver, but I think what I'm trying to say here is they've had guys like Danny Amendola and um, Chris Hogan, all these receivers that maybe aren't necessarily superstars that have, you know, put up good numbers and have been able to, um, you know, get get some quality, um, some quality statistics and you know, do a good job in this offense, so obviously Josh McDaniel's now gone as the offensive coordinator, so we'll see how the offense changes, but I, I do think that with these wide receivers, they're capable of, you know, going far, um, with, you know, a good team around them, but we'll get into the rest of the team, um, in a second here, but to jump into just, you know, some, some of these guys specifically, Devontae Parker, um, I'm saying is going to look like uh, the number one to me. He's um more of your jump ball wide receiver, more of like a, a Mike Williams type. Nice tall guy, big frame, sure hands. Um, you know, you throw throw the ball up there and he'll go get he'll come down with it. You know, most of the time. So he'll be that guy um, getting vertical. Jacoby Myers, more of your underneath slot guy, working over the middle of the field, short type of routes. Um, so he'll he'll be getting maybe a little bit more of, um, you know, that reception upside, maybe not as many yards, but, you know, more receptions, less touchdowns. I think Jacoby Myers, um, in his fourth season this past year, got his first touchdown. So he's not really your red zone guy, but he's going to move the sticks when you need it, and um, he's a solid guy to have. Kendrick Bourne's um, a little bit in between that. Um, with him being able to use his speed to get vertical, but also to be able to work over the middle of the field. Um, He did that, obviously, with the 49ers, love to work over the middle of the field. He did that with them, and he's shown that he can do it with the the New England Patriots now. So Kendrick Bourne, a little bit more of that in-between type where he can get vertical, but he can also work over the middle field, work horizontally, work in that short game. Um, And then you have Nelson Aguilar and Tyquan Thornton are both kind of your deep threats, your burners. Both of those guys work with their speed to get vertically. Maybe aren't they contested catch guys like Devontae Parker is, but, um, you know, are just trying to get over the top of the defense and, um, you know, keep them honest. Because Mac Jones can get it to him, And, um, you know, just having that guy on the field be that being a Tyquan Thornton or a Nelson Aguilar the defense has to worry about um you know them getting vertical so I think those guys will have their role I think everybody has a role in this um in this offense and that's why I think you know I'm not trying to say they're a great wide receiving group I think if Bill Belichick could have this you know group that he has right now or the Bills or the Dolphins group I think he'd choose the Bills or the Dolphins group but I do think that they're (laughs) serviceable and they'll get the job done and um yeah, I guess maybe I'm a little bit higher on them, but I think, I think they're pretty solid for what they are.
1: Yeah, I definitely think they have the potential to be that solid receiver group with all of them, you know, kind of playing their role and doing their thing. But yeah, I, I kind of am that guy that kind of wants to see that number one wide receiver kind of take, see that wide receiver take lead in his team and just like kind of put the team on his back. And I kind of just want that for as a coach, if I was a coach, I kind of would want that, that wide receiver to step up just so my QB kind of had chemistry built up with that person so that way that we just they're on the same page all the time so that way like as we mentioned like the bills with josh allen and Stephon diggs those guys are on the page every single time they have this chemistry they know where they're going to hit you know what i mean so like i feel like with mac jones could have that be mac jones would be more successful in the nfl and he would be a greater player and he would also make this wide receiver greater getting him the ball more
0: yeah i mean no team's going to complain having a wide receiver one but you know you got to make do with what you got so we'll see what bill belichick and the patriots can do um with this you know this group that they have but i think i think it'll be more interesting you know and you're talking about the wide receiver one there's still a guy like odell beckham jr free agent um still so you never know maybe maybe they bring him in if they're thinking similar to you or they need that alpha number one wide receiver um could go out and get a guy like that but i think i like to move on to the tight end um group the tight end duo mainly um because they you know also bring a big aspect to this offense they um they both got the bag as you could say they both got paid um just this past year johnny smith getting a four-year 50 million dollar deal and hunter henry getting a three-year 37 and a half million dollar deal so these guys are both um you know great tight ends they're trying to kind of get back to that gronk and aaron hernandez type of tight end duo Um, Now, did it work out last year? No. Um, But there's nothing Uh. saying that it can't. I think, you know, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith both struggled um, pretty strongly at the beginning of the season. Um, Not sure what it was. Maybe it was just chemistry, like you said, with Mac Jones wasn't really working out. But I think you saw Hunter Henry get it together a little bit more as time went on ended with nine touchdowns, so he was more of your um, your red zone threat, which, you know, a six-foot-five tight end, that's what you're thinking out of him, obviously. So Hunter Henry uh, picked it up a little bit more as the season went on, but I think a guy like Jonu Smith really, really struggled this past season. He was so unbelievably good with the Tennessee Titans. Coming over to the Patriots, he really did not have the same type of effect um, that he did with the Titans. So you're definitely looking for Jonu to pick it up and to you know earn the money that he's getting paid um i don't think there's any reason that he can't do that he's only 26 years old um but i just you know you you thought you'd have a lot more out of johnny smith than you did and you know he was dropping wide open passes he was struggling to get open they were you know trying everything with him i know Johnny smith was getting rushing attempts this past season i'm pretty sure he had nine rushing attempts this past season so they're trying to get him the ball you know but he just struggled this past year so johnny smith when he's at his best and when he was with the tennessee titans is great after the catch great with the ball in his hands and he's just a mismatch problem. He's six foot three, 248 pounds, but he can run with the best of them. So, you know, he's too tall for a corner to be on him, but he's, you know, too fast for a linebacker. So when he's at his best, he's deadly, but this past season you really, really didn't see the Johnny Smith that you were hoping to see out of him, only with 294 yards and one touchdown um, this past season. So Hunter Henry kind of showed that he's capable of being – that uh, that short yardage guy, that red zone guy, that sure-handed guy from Mac Jones. And I think if you can have that kind of, um, you know, not like thunder and lightning, but, you know, that that, that tight end duo that can really complement each other where Hunter Henry's more of that slower, big-bodied tight end and Johnny Smith's more of that quick, agile, breaking tackles type of guy, um, the two of them should be able to complement each other really well. Um, in theory, it's just... It didn't necessarily work out this past season, but we'll see how it works out. Um, You know, with a little bit more time with Mac Jones, maybe they can get that connection going a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously with them getting paid the bag, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, For you to pay your tight ends that much money, both of these guys, honestly, kind of weird that they kind of went in on two guys that much money. To set up this double tight end set, basically, kind of what they were hinting at before last season, and it just didn't really work out. I mean, I would, I would have liked to see the like Mac Jones kind of target his uh, tight ends a little bit more. I mean, with Johnny Smith only getting forty-five targets in, a reg- in the whole regular season, I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of low for a tight end that they brought in. On I don't know how much money you kind of looked at. We were kind of talking about the contracts before the podcast. I don't know if you want to kind of pull those up, but 50 for them to pay, for Johnny yeah, for them to pay fifty million dollars for Johnny Smith. I mean. Only targeting him forty-five times—that seems kind of steep to me. They kind of need to focus, make their game plan more ag- around these guys that they kind of brought in to help them out win games. So it just—it is really interesting to see that. But yeah, Hunter Henry was that kind of star that they—they they wanted um, when they brought in uh, in that free agency with him having you kind of touchdown at nine touchdowns. I mean, that's really good for a tight end. That you—that's what you're looking for. I mean, he kind of had—he kind of had his games where he I mean he wasn't really getting many targets and he wasn't really getting it done in the red zone. But I mean. You know, that's just the life of being in the NFL. You don't always get – you're not always going to be the star of the game. And so with him putting up some decent numbers and some decent touchdown numbers, kind of – it's kind of going to be interesting how he kind of turns it on this next season with Janu. And hopefully Janu can kind of turn on those – get get more motivated to get more catches, you know what I mean? So, yeah,
0: and I think with this Patriots offense, we should mention, you know, we're we're calling out these statistics like Hunter Henry and his yards and Johnny Smith and his yards and receptions and targets, but like we talked about with the wide receivers, it's deep. They have a lot of guys, so they're rotating in and out, in and out, and Mac Jones has a lot of different guys to throw to and a lot of different guys to try to get on the same page with, so I think only time will help, um, you know, that connection, that chemistry with all of these different receivers and tight ends, but I think, you know, Hunter Henry with 50 receptions, 603 yards, and nine touchdowns in a, dare I say, crowded offense. I mean, they got a bunch of guys that are, are very similar in their, you know, ability. So I think that's impressive of him to, especially with the start to his season, really turn it around and um, have a pretty, you know, a pretty good season statistically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I see where you're coming from there. It's, it's a good
0: point. All right, well, we'll hop in, I mean, we can touch on the backup tight ends, Devin Asiasi and Thalton Keene, neither one of them are really going to see the field very much, they were both, um, you know, struggling as younger guys, and obviously, you know, Bill Belichick decided to bring in uh, these two big tight ends, Janu and and Hunter, but I think Devin Asiasi and Thalton Keene, you know, Devin Asiasi, I believe, was a third-round pick, and, Dalton Keane was a pretty early pick himself. I think they were both drafted in the third round of the same draft only a couple of years ago. Um, but, you know, neither one of them has really turned out to be the guy that you're hoping for. So they've kind of moved on from them. And Hunter Henry jo- and Johnny Smith are really going to run the, uh, the tight end show here. So jumping into the offensive line group, which I believe is um, the strong suit of the New England Patriots. I believe this is a yep. very, very, very strong unit. Um, you know, you lost a guy like Shaq Mason, like I touched on earlier, to the um Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which uh to me is a very, very questionable move. I still to this day don't really understand what the uh the purpose of that was, what you really gained. I mean, you weren't paying him too much money, um and he's one of the best, you know, interior offensive linemen in the league and you only get a fifth round pick. So Interesting um, move there by Bill Belichick, but, you know, we've seen plenty of interesting decisions by him that have panned out. Um, so we'll see. I mean, they replace him with Cole Strange, um, the rookie out of Chattanooga, um, in the first round drafted this past uh, 2022 NFL draft. So we'll see how he does. I think he was kind of an interesting pick as well. So Bill Belichick treating this, uh, this left guard spot or right guard, wherever um, Cole Strange is going to play. He's treating it a little bit strange. We're, we're seeing a little bit of a, a different, um, you know, game plan here than a lot of people thought. So we'll see how that goes. But I'll go from uh, from left to right. You have left tackle Isaiah Wynn. Left guard um, should be Cole Strange. Um, at center, you have David Andrews. At right guard, you have Michael and Nguyenu. And at right tackle, you have Trent Brown. So a bunch of these guys um, have been here, you know, for, for a long amount of time. David Andrews, obviously, has been here since his career started. And Trent Brown has been here for a while. He left for a little bit, and then he came back. So um, he's been super solid. Um, but Isaiah Wynn's been here since he got drafted as well in 2018. First-round pick been super solid. Um, Cole Strange, again, we'll see how he does. It's kind of a, an interesting situation with that. David Andrews, though, has been super solid. He's made Pro Bowls, made All-Pros. He's an unbelievable center. Um, and then you have Michael and Nwenu, the young guy, uh, sixth-round pick that um, – you know, kind of just came out of nowhere and uh has turned into one of the better uh interior offensive linemen in the league. And then Trent Brown is you know, he's super solid, but it's it's kind of just with Trent Brown it's when he's on the field, um, is kind of the issue. So he's really, really been dealing with injuries, um, basically his entire career, but you know, he's he's a super solid right tackle, one of the best, you know, tackles that you can have in the league. It's just he's really struggled to stay on the field. So If you have all of these guys healthy, you probably have, what's in my opinion, a top five offensive line, maybe even higher than that, offensive line in the NFL. And I think, you know, they'll be a strong suit to this team helping these running backs and helping Mac Jones. Um, So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how how health plays a factor and how Cole Strange can do. But I think, barring those two things um, turning out terribly, I think this will be a really, really strong unit here on the offensive line.
1: Yeah, Bill Belichick has always kind of built that offensive line to be very strong, and I mean that's kind of like sets up his Damian Harris. You know what I mean? Like that that running back, that workhorse running back. So I think with them bringing in Cole Strange, it was it, it was really like weird move. Dare I say strange move? Like you said, no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, it was a really weird move that they did that. But I mean it kind of makes sense in the long run because Bill Belichick is that kind of pounded down your face type of guy. So I mean Damian Harris is gonna like his offensive line this year, and. Like you were saying, Mac Jones. Mac Jones loved his offensive line. Getting sacked only like twenty eight times last year. That's that's a pretty good number. So, I mean, their offensive line is very strong. I mean, you did mention that they are like about the top top offensive line groups in the NFL and it's kind of gonna be it's gonna be nice to see how this this offensive line group grows as a whole and see how Cole Strange kind of puts them all together and see how it lines up this season.
0: Yeah, I think this will be a strong suit for this team. This is their strongest, um, you know, part of the team, so It'll be something that helps them win some games, probably. Um, and I think, you know, as Bill Belichick has built this entire unit himself, he's got to be proud of what he's done. So yeah. we'll jump into uh, just our overview of the offense. I think overall, um, you know, the the offense should be, you know, average, I would say. I think you look around and most of the position groups are pretty average. You know, Mac Jones... He's a pretty average quarterback, maybe a little bit above average um, on some people's you know rankings, but I think he's a pretty average quarterback. He's going to get the job done. He's going to do what you need him to do. Um, you know, your running back room, you got a, a bunch of different guys that you can use and have different skill sets. They're going to be pretty solid. And then your wide receivers, again, you have a bunch of different guys that are going to be trying to get the ball and, um, you know, doing different things in the receiving game. You have your tight ends as well, going to be just kind of average. Just we'll see how they can improve on this past season, and then your offensive line is going to be stellar. So, I think the offense as a whole is a pretty, um, pretty average unit, maybe a little bit above average, but I think the coaching is going to really come into play here because Bill Belichick is really a defensive guy. So, um, you know, losing Josh McDaniels is going to be a big, is going to be a big blow here. I, I, I don't know. You know, they haven't announced who's going to be the offensive coordinator. I believe they've said they're not going to announce an offensive coordinator. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Who's going to even be calling plays like that type of thing. Maybe Bill Belichick will try to take it over. I'm sure he's capable. But um, yeah, I think whoever is is kind of orchestrating this offense will have a pretty decent unit overall.
1: Yeah, I think. Kind of like Bill Belichick going back to him, um, gonna stick to his mindset where he's kind of like that older type coach where he's gonna just punch it you down your face. Um, use their strong suit, obviously, with the offensive line that he built, and I kind of see them going in like obviously what I've been saying, the opposite direction of what their uh, division rivals have been doing, like the Bills and the um, Dolphins, where they're they're gonna be looking more to like throw the rock. They're gonna be looking to more air it out on the on their uh, opposing team. But I think New England is gonna stick to what they stick to their roots. And they're going to just punch in the face and play football. And I think that's just what Bill Belichick's done for a long time. I think that's what he's going to continue to do because that's what he's so great at.
0: Yeah, that was a great point. You know, the this defense is going to – or this, excuse me, offense is going to be very different than um, the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills that we did in last episode. Like you said, those teams may be trying to air the ball out a little bit more, not investing as much in the running back and the offensive line. This Patriots team really, really values their offensive line and their running back play. So – You'll definitely see, um, you know, that hard-nosed, you know, smash-mouth type football from this team, and, you know, breaking off play actions with Mac Jones, able to air it out to these wide receivers will also be a big aspect. So, um, to move on, we will jump into the defensive side of the ball, which is Bill Bill Belichick, excuse me, um, his specialty. So, obviously, you know, we're going to be listing guys here, we're going to be listing position groups and stuff like that, but... Keep in mind, this this defense is coached by the greatest coach of all time in the NFL, so this group will play above, um, you know, the name value. So we'll, we'll get into the defensive line to start. Um, we'll start with the edge rushers, I guess, who's um, headlined by Matthew Judon, um, kind of had his breakout season this past year. He got paid like he had already had it with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, but... Um, you know, he kind of really showed this past season why he was worth that money, getting fifty four million uh fifty four and a half million dollars, but you know, he showed up this past season twelve and a half sacks. So unbelievable, um, you know, first year with the Patriots for Matthew Judon and I think, you know, when I saw that he had got signed to the Patriots, I, I immediately was like, Bill Belichick knows what to do with this guy. He's gonna He's going to make him um, into a superstar, and, you know, we saw that. So Matthew Judon, definitely um, a huge part of this defense, great at getting after the passer, and I think, you know, there's a little bit of a steep drop-off after him. You, um, you have guys like Josh Uche, um, Ronnie Perkins, Anthony Jennings. These guys are kind of your, your tweeners that Bill Belichick loves to have. Um, think Kyle Van Noy, think um, Jamie Collins, these guys that are good at getting after the passer but can also get back into coverage um, whenever they need to. So they won't put up insane pass rushing numbers or insane coverage numbers, but they'll be doing both every play. And it's part of Bill Belichick's defense to have these guys, you know, line up the same every play, but they have different assignments every play. So keep the defense on their toes, never let them know what's coming. And, um, you know, these guys will get the job done opposite of Matthew Judon. Um, but jumping into the, uh, rest of the guys here on the edge, I mean, Dietrich Wise will probably be on the edge on early downs, um, kind of as that run defender. And then, you know, once it gets to like third down, he'll probably kick inside and, um, be against those interior, um, offensive linemen. And then Henry Anderson also coming over from the Jets. Um, we'll see how he does kind of in that similar role as Dietrich Wise, that, that bigger guy that could be on the edge on the earlier downs and then kick inside, um, on those pass rushing or that yeah that pass rushing type of down
1: yeah i mean I uh, these these names don't really jump off the paper i mean obviously you kind of talked about Judon. i mean Judon's an amazing guy I mean, 12 and a half sacks this year obviously you kind of said or said that he had like a, his breakout season yeah i mean i i would exactly agree with that him at 12 and a half sacks is an amazing number to put up as a as a pass rusher and obviously like you said bill belichick knew what he was doing when he signed this guy he knew what he was getting he, i mean obviously Um, And I do believe that Bill Belichick does know what he's doing with his defense. I mean, he has these older type guys in the D-line who may not obviously look like they're great players. But Bill Belichick, I mean, trust him. He knows what he's doing. He's going to put these guys in and put them in the right scenarios and put them in where they can make plays. And obviously that's what they've been doing because New England's defense hasn't been – Obviously, it, it hasn't really finished at the bottom half of the season, or bottom half of the NFL, if I've... I i do not know if I'm wrong about that, but they haven't really finished at the bottom half of the NFL, at least in my terms. Yeah, so, I mean, I
0: believe since Bill Belichick's come in, he's never really had a, a bad defense, so...
1: Yeah, exactly. So, he knows what he's doing. He knows what guys he needs to get. Obviously, there's some holes that, obviously, they could use some younger players, but I think with the guys they got right now, there's no reason why this defense isn't isn't great.
0: Yeah, so... um. You know, we'll move on from the edge rushers. Obviously, Matthew Judon's your number one guy. After that, it's going to be a big rotation getting these guys in and out, in and out. So we'll see how that goes. But jumping into the interior, um, you are kind of headlined by uh, like three main guys, and that being Lawrence Guy, Devon Godshaw, and the young guy out of Alabama, Christian Barmore. So I'd like to touch on Christian Barmore um, as being kind of that uh, pass rusher um, in the interior. Um, he's a second-round pick this past draft in 2021, and kind of you know showed flashes of what he's going to be able to do as a as a rookie. But I think he'll have a bigger role this season um, coming in on on those later downs and being that pass-rushing interior defensive lineman um, instead of you know the Devon the Lawrence guy who are more of your run defender types, not really trying to get after the passer, mainly trying to you know fill up gaps and um, take on blockers. So uh Christian Barmore I couldn't believe when he slipped into the second round and um I think you know he had a little bit of a a down start to his career but I think once he gets going and once Bill Belichick can can learn more about him um I think he'll be a star in this league and I think you know, he he definitely showed that he's capable of doing that in year one, and I think Bill Belichick knew that when he drafted him. He's also got that Nick Saban connection, you know, the two of them are really good friends, obviously, so any guy out of Alabama, Bill Belichick's going to get the full scoop about, so Christian Barmore should be a guy to watch this upcoming season to kind of have his breakout. Um, This isn't to say that he had a bad first season, but I think he'll be turning into that number two pass rusher um, on the team, along with Matthew Judon, just from the interior. So Lawrence Guy, Devon Godshaw, more of your run defender types, like I said, not really going to get after the passer very well, but very, very good in their role, and that is, you know, to be in their early downs, first and second down, when you think the other team's probably going to run, you're going to put these big guys in there to, you know, take up blockers and fill up holes and let your linebackers fly in and, um, you know, get easy tackles, so, anything you have to touch on with these interior guys? I I
1: kind of mentioned on it earlier, obviously a name that kind of slipped my mind was Christian Barmore. I mean, yeah, he is a great pass rusher on that D-line, and I think he is that younger guy. I mean, these older guys that I was kind of talking about, they have that experience. Um, I think they're kind of like rubbing off on him, and I think that he's going to kind of create a name for himself this upcoming season and will be more of that like star guy on the passing downs and create more pressure to kind of compliment Matthew Dudon on the outside.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, well, we will move on to – the guys that'll be, you know, le- not leeching off of, but gaining the uh, the ease and the nice um, nice way to play with the uh, having the nice nose tackles, the nice run defenders on this team. That'll be the linebackers. We'll jump into the linebackers now. Um, headlined by Jawan Bentley um, and Mac Wilson being your main two that you're gonna see. Now Dante Hightower is still a free agent. We don't know necessarily what's gonna happen with him. I should touch on Jamie Collins also still being a free agent. Um, you know, both, both of these guys have been with the Patriots for plenty of years and Bill Belichick could bring them in in week eight and they could still thrive because they know the whole playbook. They know the defense. So you could see those guys be brought back, but we'll, we'll assume that they won't be because they haven't been to this point. So Jawan Bentley, um, is a a great run defending middle linebacker. He's definitely not your, um, your pass coverage guy, but Jawan Bentley's that thumper that can, um, you know, fill holes and, you know, make the running back pay um, when he can line up a nice hit. So he's got great vision um, getting around the the blockers of the offense, and uh, he works well with these defensive linemen that can also do really well at uh, absorbing the blockers. So Juwan Bentley, great, great, great run defender. Not a lot to say about him in coverage. He's almost a liability. He's not great out there, but you bring in a guy like Mac Wilson, who's a little bit more of that speedy guy, a little bit shorter, a little bit more agile. Um, able to, you know, cover a tight end over the middle of the field, maybe a slot receiver over the middle of the field. He's kind of that guy that's going to be more of a coverage linebacker. Um, but I think when you look at these two guys, neither one of them are going to jump off the page. Like you said, neither one of them are going to jump out to you. But um, I think that, that plays... No factor, in my opinion, and I'll get into why when we get into the safety group because these safeties um, for Bill Belichick play a lot of like a linebacker role. So we'll see a lot of um, you know defensive formations where Jawan Bentley and Mac Wilson won't even be on the field if it's a passing down. So these guys are are mainly there to defend the run which they both can do really well and um, you know, coverage isn't necessarily either one of their specialties, but I think Mac Wilson's a little bit more of that guy where Jawan Bentley is more of just your pure run defender type, but these guys are going to get the job done when they need to. And Bill Belichick knows exactly what he's going to use these guys for. And I think they'll, uh, they'll do just fine.
1: Yeah. I think Jawan Bentley is kind of how you touched on it. He's kind of that guy that will kind of beat you in the hole. He, he's that big stocky type of guy. I mean, he, he, he's not afraid to basically hit you in the face. And I think that's perfect for Bill Belichick, kind of just like he wants those guys that are strong, those guys that are not afraid to play football, as I would say. They're, so I just feel like that's perfect for them. And, yeah, they, he might not jump off the page with stats and whatnot, but he does his job good, and that's why he's still on the Patriots. And I think that's why Bill Belichick loves him so much. And a guy like Mac Wilson, who they brought in, I think he's just kind of here to just obviously help the team in any way he can. I mean, he's just coming in here, just to basically be in Bill Belichick's system and be successful because he's seen so many people that Bill Belichick has coached be successful. So why can't he? So I feel like with that mindset that he has, I think that he can elevate himself to a new level that we haven't seen, and I think that he will um, make a step. You know, I've been saying that a lot of these podcasts, but he'll make a step up and be that that strong guy that the Patriots have been looking for in the, in a middle linebacker.
0: Yeah, and I think Mac Wilson definitely. Um was a guy that struggled a lot with the Browns, Um, you know, struggled a lot to get even just playing time, but, you know, he was a, he was a fifth round pick, um, kind of just an athlete coming out of college that just needed to be, you know, um, you just needed to get the most out of him, which I believe Bill Belichick is that guy to do that. So I think Mac Wilson, you definitely could see a breakout out of him. I'd like to touch on Raquan McMillan, who um, was brought in this past year to the Patriots, and I believe didn't play a single game because of injuries. So he'll be interesting to see um, another young guy, only 25 years old. He's he's that fast um, kind of Mac Wilson type. So we'll see how he can produce with the Patriots. He hasn't played any. Um, any time with them yet, but we'll we'll see what he's capable of, and I think also, I touched on kind of with the edge rushers, you know, they have these tweener types like Josh Uche and Anthony Jennings, these young guys that are capable of doing just about everything, so they'll help in coverage, they'll help in the run defense, they'll help in, in the pass rush, so it takes the pressure off of these linebackers to be, you know, unbelievable superstars at everything, they're capable of just doing their role, which is kind of just that run defense type of thing, so... Um, if you're good with moving on, I will move on to the cornerbacks. Um,
1: yeah, I am. I'm I'm ready.
0: Took a big hit, um, this cornerback room with the loss of JC Jackson. And even just this past year with the loss of Stefan Gilmore, um, I won't touch too much on Gilmore. They, they played without him, um, you know, towards the end of the last season and did pretty okay without him. I mean, he's former defensive player of the year with the Patriots, won a couple Super Bowls, so not saying anything bad about Stefan Gilmore, he's unbelievable corner, but the Patriots were capable of, you know, doing just fine without him, so JC Jackson, though, was kind of your number one once Stephon Gilmore had left, and now he's gone as well, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what Bill Belichick's going to do with with such a... You know going from a star-studded cornerback room to kind of just the lackluster group of guys that you know they're definitely promising and i think they're headlined by um jonathan jones who was that number three corner um alongside of stefan gilmore and jc jackson and he's really just um your slot guy your speedster that's able to you know run vertically with anybody but can also cover the middle of the field really well and um you know, get those guys that are going on those those deep uh, crossing routes, he can chase them down and track them down and cover them all the way. So I think Jonathan Jones is super solid in the slot with that run defense aspect as well, but he's going to be basically your your best corner here. Um, but there's a couple guys here. I mean, Malcolm Butler, you know, the Patriots fans are happy to have him back. Obviously, um, you know, he's been great in his time in New England, but, you know, we we didn't see necessarily – Great, great Malcolm Butler—the last time he was here. So maybe he can get back to what he was, but as a 32-year-old um, cornerback, it'll be tough for him to get back to what he once was. So um Jalen Mills was the new addition this past season um in 2021, coming from the Eagles, and I think you know he played really well. He he had played safety with the Eagles coming up until this past season, but Bill Belichick had him playing a lot of corner, and um, I think he did a really good job in that role, playing on the outside as a corner, going, it's a big change, you know, going from playing, you know, free safety, covering the middle of the field deep, to manning up on receivers and, you know, running with them vertically, horizontally, whatever, and I think Jalen Mills did that um, with no problems at all, so I think Jalen Mills is a super solid guy to have, and then you have Terrence Mitchell as well, who um, was just brought in, You know, we'll see how he can do. He's, you know, maybe getting up there a little bit as well at 30 years old. Not necessarily old, but for corners, you know, you usually look for your your guys to be young, fast, whatever the hell you want. And, um, you know, Terrence Mitchell will be interesting to see. But I think Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, Malcolm Butler, and Terrence Mitchell, none of the guys are superstars, obviously, like J.C. Jackson or Stephon Gilmore. But this will be a solid unit. And I think with Bill Belichick's ability to scheme up this defense – to um you know get pressure on the quarterback and to have sam darnold you know seeing ghosts a couple years ago with the jets like bill belichick's gonna elevate these guys to be even better than um they already are so corners aren't necessarily like you keep saying popping off the page to you but they're they're definitely gonna get the job done
1: yeah i mean i say that because of who, who they're in company to in previous years i mean with Obviously, J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore; those guys really kind of hit it hard on the cornerback position. And with this drop-off, I mean, obviously, they're not the greatest people on 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 the cornerback position. But obviously, we we've been kind of hinting at Bill Belichick being the coach. I mean, that's what this New England Patriots team is—they're kind of built on their coach, Bill Belichick. And I mean, he—I trust him because I I know that he's a great coach, and I know that he'll do whatever he needs to do to win games. So I think that these people, even though they're they might not be the best, I obviously you kind of touched on it they're going to be put in the right scheme, and they're going to be put in the right position to help win football games for Bill Belichick. And that's what it comes down to in the end of the game. So I just feel like the the guys that they have obviously aren't the best, but they will help, obviously.
0: Yeah, I think we touched on with the, with the Dolphins and the Bills having that number one corner in Xavier Howard and Tredavious White being that shutdown guy that can line up against the other team's number one receiver and kind of eliminate him from the game. Now, the Patriots aren't going to have that. They're going to have guys in rotation um, that may be more based on matchups. You know, if you have a a shorter, faster guy, like a Tyreek Hill, let's say, you might want a guy like Jonathan Jones to match up with him who's kind of that similar type, can really use his speed um, to, you know, stick with these receivers. So it'll be interesting. These guys will all play a role, and um, Bill Belichick knows. You know, we keep talking about Bill Belichick and his greatness, but he deserves it. I mean, he's given us – years of, you know, um, production to tell us, hey, like, believe in me, you know, like, we we trust Bill Belichick to do unbelievable things. So I think corners are, you know, going to get the job done. They're not going to lose you any football games. These guys aren't going to be getting burnt down the field constantly. So these are, uh, are going to be some decent guys, but I think they're really going to, um, you know, be elevated by, we talked about Bill Belichick, but also this safety group. I think this safety group may be, um, I, I believe it's the deepest safety, you know, room, group, whatever you want to call it, in the league. They have four guys, in my opinion, that are all um, starting caliber cor- uh, safeties. Um, so you have guys obviously that have kind of been doing it for a while in devin mccourty and adrian phillips and then you have your younger guys kyle duggar jabril peppers so devin mccourty obviously is basically your quarterback of the defense he's been doing it with bill belichick for a while now he's 34 years old so he's getting up there maybe a little bit um losing a little bit athletically but he's got an unbelievable mind can read um you know the quarterback read the offense really really well make sure everybody's in their spots and make sure this complicated defense that bill belichick runs is run correctly. So Devin McCourty, you can't talk enough about him. He's done amazing stuff with the Patriots his whole career, um, and so we expect nothing more. I mean, he's not going to be, um, you know, running running like crazy with guys anymore. He's getting a little bit up there, but he's definitely still going to, um, you know, do a great job playing his role. And um, we'll jump now into Adrian Phillips, who I said, you know, was another guy that's been been doing it for a little bit now. He's thirty years old, and I think he's really shown that he's capable of being super, super versatile. Now, Adrian Phillips, I touched on with the linebackers, how the safeties were going to play a big role in that linebacker, um, you know, group. And I think Adrian Phillips is going to be one of the two parts of that, uh, or I guess three. So Adrian Phillips is more of your um, middle of the field type of coverage safety. So he'll be um, more of a coverage linebacker than a safety type. He's not going to be you know, playing that deep middle-of-the-field free safety role that a guy like Devin McCourty is going to be playing. He's going to be a little bit more, you know, in the box, shorter over the middle of the field, um, you know, good-and-run defense, and also just an unbelievable, you know, middle-of-the-field zone and man defender. So Adrian Phillips is going to be playing a little bit more of a linebacker role, and then you look at Jabril Peppers is also that guy that's kind of, you know, he's, he's an interesting one. So he's coming over from the New York Giants. Um, he hasn't played yet with the New England Patriots. Brand new addition. So we'll see what Bill Belichick wants to do with him. But if you look at these guys, Jabril Peppers and Adrian Phillips, both five foot eleven and a 3-pound weight difference. So Adrian Phillips, 210. Jabril Peppers, 213. These guys are going to play very, very similar. And I think um, Jabril Peppers is definitely capable of being that thumper over the middle that can really light a guy up. Um, so you'll see him over the middle of the field a lot as well. So I think these two guys in tandem will be a great you know, little linebacker duo to have on you know, third and long, sub out Juwan Bentley and, um, and Mac Wilson and bring in Jabril Peppers and Adrian Phillips to be basically your new linebacker group. Um, and then I think Kyle Duggar, you can't say enough about him, unbelievable rookie um, coming out of a Division II school at uh, a Lenore Rhine. A little bit older he's 26 years old but a rookie um you know drafted in 2020 second round pick and he's shown that he's capable of you know covering tight ends really really well and also you know using his speed to get vertical but also using his size six foot two to um you know stack run blockers and play play a big role in the run game so i think kyle duggar and devin mccourty are going to be your main two guys that are going to be kind of In the most and each one of them going to be kind of playing, you know, the typical safety role Kyle Dugger more of that strong safety that box safety and um, Devin McCourty playing it more of that deep middle of the field free safety and then the Jabril Peppers and Adrian Phillips guys are going to be more of your linebacker type. So I think You have four guys in the safety um, room that are unbelievable players and um, all are capable of, you know, playing well in tandem together.
1: Yeah, I mean, Devin McCourty does – he obviously is getting up there in age like you mentioned earlier. But, I mean, he does bring that experience that he obviously is. I mean, you you kept mentioning he's a quarterback of the defense. I couldn't have said that better. I mean, being 34, I mean, if you're still playing football, you obviously are doing something right. And with him obviously being able to coach up some of these younger players like Kyle Duggar and Jabril Jabril Peppers, it's really going to be a nice transition when he obviously goes off and retires because one of these guys obviously – will move in. And I, obviously I don't, I forgot, did not mean to forget Adrian Phillips. Uh, He'll move into that Devin McCourty spot. And I feel like his tradition of being like the quarterback of the defense will kind of slip into his hands. And I feel like that this, this defense this the safety unit as a whole will only get better as time will grow. Obviously with Devin McCourty leaving, will obviously put a wrench in things, but his experience that he kind of passed on to these guys will help elevate their game more and help, you know, keep their keep their tradition rolling with the, their, the Patriots safeties being such a strong suit of their, their game.
0: Yeah, I think the safeties are your highlight of your defense. And I think the offensive line is a highlight of your offense. I think you kind of have your two groups that are really going to, you know, elevate the rest of the guys here. So I think the safeties, um, like you said, Devin McCourty is going to be coaching them all up, going to be getting them all to be playing at the best of their ability. And I think it can't go unspoken. We've said it too many times, but we need to keep saying that Bill Belichick is such a huge, huge factor um, in this entire defense, just being, you know, above what their their names may be. These guys are going to play really, really well together. They're well coached. And, um, you know, this will be a top tier defense in the NFL in 2022, in my opinion. I, I, I don't see how these guys won't be able to get the job done. Yeah. All right, well, to wrap it up, we'll go into special teams here really quick. We'll talk about a couple guys. So your kicker is Nick Folk. Um, you know, after Steven Gostowski left, um, who was the, you know, guy after Adam Vinatieri, you had two great kickers, and then it was a little bit shaky. Um, but Nick Folk has kind of come into that role as that guy now. He's he's going to stay there um, and, you know, be a, a top kicker in this league. He's getting up there in age. He'll probably... Um, you know, hang up the cleats soon, but I think for right now, he's he's a solid guy to have. Um, move to your punter, Jake Bailey. Jake Bailey, younger guy, and he's, you know, one of the top punters in this league, in my opinion. Um, only 25 years old, but he's capable of doing, um, you know, everything you need out of your punter. So, Jake Bailey's an asset to have to this team. I think Bill Belichick's a big fan of punters. He's always been... Um, you know, drafting punters maybe a little bit higher than some teams. But, you know, Jake Bailey's paid off. And I think that, you know, he'll be around for a while. And, um, you know, the special teams group, nothing, you know, no team are we going to go over. And the special teams are really going to jump off the paper and really be like, wow, these guys are really going to elevate this team a lot and win them games. But, you know, if you're looking at a great kicker and punter duo, I mean, this is it. You have, you know, in my opinion, two top ten guys at their position. So pretty solid.
1: Yeah, and kind of just going into their um, punter, punt returner, and kick returner. Um, Jacoby Myers is their punt returner. I mean, maybe not the most explosive guy, but he still has those those ability to make those plays that he need if he needs to make them. And I think that's just kind of what Bill Belichick kind of just knows. So that's why he has him back there. And as their um, kick returner, Ty Montgomery. I mean, he's no he's no slouch. He kind of just gets the job done. He does what he needs to do. He's just pretty, just basically just kind of just like that guy. That's like he'll catch the ball for you. Make maybe make some plays. You never know.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, in the return game, the Patriots have never really uh, focused too much on that. And Bill Belichick's not a huge, um, you know, flashy returner guy. He wants the guy that's going to, you know, make sure he catches the ball every time. He doesn't want mistakes. You know, Bill Belichick's a big guy on, you know, no sloppy football. So he's going to want the guy that can, you know, get the ball and know when to take the touchback and know when to receive the ball and get, you know, to the 25 or get past it. Um, each and every time. so these guys aren't gonna be probably taking too many back to the house, but you know they're gonna they're gonna be super solid, no mistakes. and that's what Bill Belichick wants and you know he's done that for years now. So I think you know overall as an entire team, we'll recap just you know we'll we'll go over the whole Patriots team. I think this team, you know, they may struggle a little bit in this AFC East, just um, surrounded by the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, which we already have gone over. Um, we'll go over the Jets in a moment here, but I think this team didn't get worse over the offseason. I think, you know, they, they you know, didn't get better um, with the losses of, you know, mainly JC Jackson, um, but a few other guys. But you brought in a few guys that can, you know, make plays and get the job done, and I think this will be a competitive team, and they may not, um, you know, go super, super far in the playoffs, in my opinion, but I think that this team has a chance to make the playoffs as a wild card team, and... Um, you know, they'll they'll be what we've seen, you know, the past year or two from the Patriots just over again. So it'll be a tough time in the in the AFC now with all these other teams that are just unbelievably loaded, but I think the Patriots will compete game in and game out, um, with their coaching staff and, you know, with this roster.
1: Yeah, I think just to kind of sum it up, I mean they're I think this team's just gonna kinda of ride with Bill Belichick as they always have. I think they're gonna play <clears throat> fundamental football, and I think they're going to just kind of, you know, stick to their roots. They're going to just punch you in the face. They're going to run the ball. They're going to, they're going to just do what they do best on offense and on defense. They're going to force you to make turnovers, and they're going to play that field position game because that's what Bill Belichick's always done. And so I just feel like with that field position game and Bill Belichick's way to kind of control the clock in game situations, I feel like this team could be very successful, definitely on the coaching standpoint of it, and definitely that's kind of what will help them win more games because obviously their coaching staff is kind of a step up. Ooh, step up in uh, this division. That's what they kind of have writing on them.
0: Yeah, I think when you look at the roster, it's maybe not, um, you know, the best. But like you said, the coaching is really going to um, take this team to the next level. And it has, you know, since Bill Belichick is coming to town. So Patriots overall, pretty solid team. Nothing crazy, um, you know, up and down the whole roster. But I think this team will get the job done. It'll be competitive and, you know, Good luck to him in the, uh, in the upcoming season. And um, I think we're going to take a quick break here before we jump into the New York Jets. So, uh, you know, stay tuned and we'll be right back here on the Underground Football Podcast.